going on, everyone, and welcome back to a Dose of Magic podcast, the podcast where we're talking about all things Walt Disney World Resort. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brad. And we are back, finally. Thank you guys again for being patient. We're back for a new episode. Really looking forward to this one. We're going to give you some updates of what's going on in the Walt Disney World Resort world and news, <laughs> as well as talk about some of the polls that we've been putting online on our Instagram and some of your answers to them and whether we agree or disagree so thank you guys for the feedback uh before we jump into all of that brett what's going on how are you i'm doing really good we just had a week-long work conference in lancaster pa which was um exciting it was a great time to see co-workers a great time to network a lot of professionals um so overall that was a great time can yeah, never complain cool about a little escape from work, um, even though it's still technically work. But, yeah, it was like know. work's vacation from work. Right. It, as long as it wasn't like dealing with students for a week, I was like, you know, this is great. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I was still dealing with stuff because work never stops on a college campus. But um, <laughs> that was great. And then freaking what a time to be alive as a Philly yeah. fan right now. So yeah. um, incredible – games happening you were there on on sunday so how are you tell us about that i was yes i was at that last sunday game where the phillies ended up getting the win and going to the world series and yeah dude to be there it was like an out-of-body experience just the excitement and the energy and the crowd and we were we took the lead at first and then we lost the lead because it was pouring rain and there were a lot of pass balls. So they scored and then Bryce Harper in the eighth inning ended up oh hitting gosh. an absolutely crazy home run to put us in the lead and ultimately we kept the lead and we won it because of that. And I just thought the stadium was gonna collapse just by jumping yeah. and it was like forty five, forty six thousand people they said were there and I'm not kidding. Every single person must have been airborne at one point. Just <laughs> and it was like strangers hugging strangers, and it was it was this big kumbaya moment. It was super super cool. So yeah, yeah. we on the northeast in the Philly area here, we are on cloud nine. And if we have any other Phillies fans who are listening, I'm sure you are as well. So that was uh, really the highlight of my last week for sure. That yeah, was- I can't. Yeah, wow. What a time. I mean, we went we went wild in a basement watching the game, so I can't imagine like we probably gave Pop a stroke, like yeah. how loud we like cheered from the basement and then we watched the last three outs in the living room. Yeah. And like, oh my gosh, it was it was yeah. wild. So And then when I got home, I think I watched every single video on the internet <laughs> that showed that Bryce Harper's home run from every angle possible. So it was awesome. We definitely, yes. uh, you know, with core memory for sure. For sure. Well, no sports talks here uh, on this episode, but uh, we do have a lot of cool, interesting news coming out from Walt Disney World. Um, nothing like jaw-dropping, but at least some things that we wanted to mention um, and at least pick each other's brains about. So the first thing I, I'll start off, and the first thing that I saw um, was that one of the harmonious barges caught on fire during one of the last presentations last presentation it's one of the last shows mm-hmm. um and i don't know like how to feel because i feel like this should one i think it should happen more 
I'm not saying it should happen more, but the amount of pyrotechnics that like Disney uses in a daily basis, like yeah, you would think that more of these things would happen. I mean, gosh, again, granted that they don't, but I feel like it's like one out of every like eight months we hear about something catching on fire, like the Seven Doors Mine Train caught on fire that one time mm-hmm. from like fireworks, and this is actually the second time a harmonious barge has caught on fire. Um, yeah, it's interesting, and you make you bring up a good point because they do so many of these pyrotechnics and fireworks shows, at, you know, nearly every day. So it's amazing that this actually doesn't happen more often. And I'm sure that they have very crazy, stringent safety protocols and testing sure. goes into it so that it doesn't happen. So it's a good thing that we don't see it every day because it, things are doing their are working and everyone's doing their job. Um, but it is a good point, you know, how frequently it's like statistically we should see that. It feels like more often. Um, yeah. But it's, I, I did see, yes, that the fire was only contained to that platform that it was on. It didn't spread. Nothing else was damaged. Nobody was hurt. And they were able to kind of put it out. But not before people, of course, got footage of it and, and posted it and yeah, caused a little bit of a media panic of like, oh, no, <laughs> you know, just whenever you see a fire, everyone kind of panics a little bit. For sure. Yeah, that was an interesting one. Uh, in more lighter news, I saw that there is a limited time annual pass holder popcorn bucket coming out now. Uh oh! Exciting. So, uh, yeah, my that was my immediate reaction too when I saw the headlines. But it's not as crazy as the figment one that we spoke about a couple months back. Now, this one is yellow and it has kind of like the um, Mickey Minnie Runaway kind of cartoon mm. look to it and so th- th- that is just a very standard popcorn bucket not worth your four hours standby <laughs> in, the, in the line but uh i'm sure a couple people will pick it up for their collection and definitely something to keep an eye out if you're a pass holder for sure for sure i mean i think that would be kind of be a cool collection to have like popcorn buckets it's like a different kind of collection that like i feel like not it a lot is, of people yeah, have not like pins or ornaments right. or something specific like something that you can just go and buy at like a uh, merchandise store. Yeah. If you can, you know, start forming a wall of these annual buckets that are limited time, that's actually kind of cool. If you have I agree. For it. Oh, yeah, and the money, because I'm sure that they do get expensive. But... And the craving for that much popcorn. I've never gotten the popcorn at Disney. I'll be honest, like, that's not the snack I'm going for. I have also never eaten it. And I'd be curious to try it, to be honest. But it just agreed. So when I'm there, it's not something that I'm ever just like, oh, I'm in the mood for popcorn or I need to kill some popcorn. Yeah. Like I'd rather throw it on a churro. Yeah. So unless I'm sitting in front of a screen that's uh, like 180 inches (laughs) wide and in a pitch pitch black room, I really, really don't need popcorn ever. Yeah, ever. (laughs) So – um, it is cool. that's funny it is a cool collectible cool that they do that and you know keep an eye on it, that they have the fan cool. base so why stop yeah no it's it's a cool thing just not our thing that's all yeah speaking of fan base uh blizzard beach is currently down for some refurbs and some improvements and it's been not leaked but like confirmed that they're adding some frozen ip into the park um, it's nothing like over the top. It's nothing that's going to like take away from the original Blizzard Beach storyline. It's still Blizzard Beach. Um, but in the kid area, um, they're adding some Olaf statues, some of those like little snowball creatures from the second movie and the first. 
Um, so they're, they're just adding those little touches. And I think the, the thing is like an Alison Anna building like a snow, like an igloo kind of thing. That's so, cool. yeah, I like it. I feel like this is an IP that makes sense. And I think it's yeah. like I'm totally fine with it. It has no effect on the park itself. It's strictly just like cosmetic. Yeah, um, yeah. But it makes yeah, sense I and it. I like it. I like right. It. I think it fits too. I think it's a good idea. It's definitely – if, if they, especially if they don't overdo it, it's like a good, comfortable mix so that it's not like shoved down your throat. I think it'll right. be really uh, enjoyable for sure. I agree. So again, nothing major there, but just wanted to report on it. If anybody has kids, uh, potentially something you wanted to do once that park reopens, which is November 13th. Yep, exactly. And then the last pretty cool thing that I saw and I wanted to mention was that the Disney Flavor Lab, which is their concept cuisine development area, uh, released some behind-the-scenes footage and some exclusive footage of their brainstorming and testing for the Woody's Roundup Barbecue that's coming into the Toy Story Land area, the new restaurant there. And one, just in general, the whole idea that Disney has this concept <laughs> cuisine development, you know, flavor lab thing, that is cool. And I don't think that's anything we've talked about on here before. That, yeah, that never. Just, it kind of piques my interest right away because I'm curious of how many things that they've created and tried that didn't make it, that didn't get to, you know, be brought to life. Yeah, I'd be curious, like what what kind of things that they've pushed the envelope on and what things that they've tried. Yeah, I mean, I'm just curious because, like, I guess everything has to get approved, and I never really thought about that. I never really thought that like has yeah. to go through testing. I just assumed they like make things happen you know it's just like that one part of the the food shows up on a menu and then all of a sudden it shows up in front of me right like i never really thought you had to question it but i guess it is like a full year-round thing because you probably go from like holidays to new restaurants to like food and wine festival like they probably try all those cuisines and like yeah give the go-ahead like i would want that job but i would have no idea like what i'm tasting you probably have to be so like smart in the kitchen like they probably have a gordon ramsay level people doing that job oh 100 if you have that many people eating it with so many different taste preferences and styles and the expectation of theming you know it, it's definitely a job that one you don't realize exists especially as a guest you just show up and you expect to order something but you don't think about the thought that goes into it right and two they were saying in the video that this uh cuisine development team thinks about things beyond just the flavors of the foods and like what food it's going to be they think about the the presentation and the, the plating and the style of plates and the style of cups and the decoration of what the table looks like and the overall image of everything which is very disney to to really you know think yeah. through the theming of everything but the guy was like, yeah, he's like, I will have a one hour meeting about cups and just the style of them, and <laughs> whether they're like appropriate. And so it was kind of interesting when you think about like how much thought goes into what you experience in every part of Disney down to the cup that you're drinking from. Yeah, that is, is awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm going to assume that they don't really care about the like chicken nuggets or french fry basket that they throw at me at cosmic rays like that is just <laughs> like nuggets and fries in a disposable container 
I'm sure at some point, though, that went through a little bit of approval and testing. For sure. <laughs> and then they tasted the nuggets with the mustard, and they... They were like, I don't even care what it looks like. Sell that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is good. Someone tasted that mustard and was like, put more acid in that. That is... <laughs> like, the level of like refinement that the mustard had to go through to become that acidic, that's no Heinz mustard, people. <laughs> Like Heinz doesn't provide that in Shoprite or anything. Yeah, no, like they this absolutely doctored that up to be the amount of citrus acid in this packet of mustard at Disney is probably illegal. <laughs> so, so it was cool. They were showing some stuff, and so things to kind of look forward to were really just the one thing that they kind of showed that was was neat was that the Roundup Barbecue restaurant, at least at the moment, in terms of their concept in this video, they have what looks like paper plates. It was like a white plate with like kind of the folded edges where it kind of looks like a paper plate. Mm -hmm. But it was made of actual china and porcelain. Okay. And so you're going to get served on these plates that look like you're in like a backyard type of barbecue thing. But it's actually going to be made of like porcelain, which is actually pretty cool. That's super cool. Yeah. So li little things down to the the look of the plate, not just a regular plate. You know, it's yeah intended to look like a throwaway backyard type of paper plate, but it's not. So pretty cool. I'm excited. To I see love that. that. Excited to taste that once that eventually comes out. I agree. I agree. But I think you said we have some polls and some answers to to take a look at. So. Um, over this past over this past week, Ryan has been posting on our Instagram some polls, um, getting some user answers on some things. He's asking some questions, some tougher questions, um, and we just wanted to kind of dive into them because some of them were were interesting, and we we're, were curious to see where him and I land on the same answers or, or questions. Yeah, so these are some questions that you and I have over the years, you know, spoken about and talked about. But I was curious what the listeners you know had to had to say and what their thoughts on a lot of this were and so the first question that you know we'll talk about is what is the all-around best roller coaster at disney and i thought that was an interesting question because certain coasters have different things that you like about them right right Mountain could be that it's all in the dark you know uh rocket roller coaster could be the speed uh everest could be that it goes backwards or the theming Mind train could be the theming or the smoothness, right? There's something unique and cool about each coaster. So I was curious what the overall coaster was. Um, and based on some of the responses that we got, it was an even split between Rockin' Expedition Everest and Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, so wow. they, they didn't elaborate on the reasonings. I didn't really ask them to, so I can't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> but you can imagine that each roller coaster has something to, to bring to the table. Of those three, Brett, what are you, what is your favorite? So favorite is Expedition. Just the thrill, just the like feeling. Yeah. But I think best overall, like if we're looking at every part question. individually, I have to go rockin'. I think theming of rockin' is like on point. The story, like the fact that this coaster even has like a story behind it is like great. You look at the pre-show, it's got a great pre-show. Yep. 
Um, look at the thrill level. Obviously, the, it's uh, there. The post show too, like coming out and coming into like the red carpet, and like your pictures are in like your pictures are in like cases. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just think overall, if we're looking at every aspect of it, I have to go rocking. Yeah, I actually kind of agree with you. I think that's I. All of them have wonderful theming, but I For agree. Sure. Rockin's pre-show and story is cool. The speed is the is such an instant thrill, such a classic, and overall, yeah, it's a it's a wonderful all-around coaster. But I my all-time favorite, personal favorite, is Space Mountain. But I agree about the all-around aspect of Rockin. Yeah, totally. So next one, what is the all-around best park? What do you think was the most popular answer? I would want to say Magic Kingdom as like overall all around best. Yeah. Do you have a reasoning? I think everyone just is going to think like it's, a, it's their main park. It's got the most iconic things. It's got the iconic ride. So I think iconic wise, everyone just defaults to Magic Kingdom. But I've been wrong before, so. <laughs> Yeah, well, you are correct based on the majority of the poll answerers. Uh, they did say Magic Kingdom. We also got a, a, an Animal Kingdom and a Hollywood in there. Um, all good answers, but I'm going to agree with the majority here and say that the overall best park is Magic Kingdom. It's got the the neighborhoods, like the sections. It's got the theming. It's got the nighttime shows. It's got just iconic moments to it. It's got the history it's got the thrills. It's got the child rides. It's got the parades. It, it just feels like it has everything it's got it all. that you look for or that you yeah. think of when you think of Disney. So that one definitely I agree with. Yeah, I think everything you said, I think you can also apply to Hollywood Studios. Except I think the kicker here is the nighttime show. Mm. Like, yep. I think... As soon as you look at nighttime shows, Hollywood loses, and yeah. it goes to Magic Kingdom. That's yeah, Fantasmic is like great and good, but like you gotta be in the like it's a it's a hit or miss show. You either like Fantasmic or you hate Fantasmic. Like yes, you can't not like the Hollywood. Or I mean, the Magic Kingdom fireworks show. Right. You know, Speaking like Fantasmic is coming back. It is. Yes, and they were starting to do some uh, testing for it, but they started they released some show times for it, and um, let's see here if I can find it quickly. It looks like on the night of its return, November third, there will be two performances, eight p.m. and nine thirty p.m. So if you guys are listening to this before November third, make sure you can get there at eight p.m. or nine thirty p.m. to go check it out. Very very cool. It'll be a. a... Very anticipated reopening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, but moving on, here we go. We got some more questions for you. What is the best themed restaurant? And I thought we were going to get some more variety here, but Skipper Canteen seemed to uh, take the cake here with this one. Be Our Guest was also mentioned, as well as the Sci Fi Diner. I like Sci Fi Diner. Yep. Um, I also like Primetime Cafe. I think that's a good one, too. Um, I like the drive-in um, yep. in 
Hollywood studio. So I think that's got a lot of potential too. Um, but I don't know. That one's hard. I, I really give kudos to like all their dining experiences. I think they're all well themed in their own ways. Like, yeah. Yeah. Being like be our guest. Is it over the top? But the fact that it's like elegant and a castle, like it's not supposed to be over the top. So yeah. And Skipper yeah. can't in, uh, surprised me because a couple people said it and that it just wasn't the first thing that I thought of. When yeah, I was no, me either. Question. And then I looked up some, some photos of it again and they really do just nail the overall theming inside of it. Yeah. And so that is, I see the reasoning for it. And I, but I do agree with you that Disney does a great job regardless of what restaurant, you know, to, to really bring home some of the theming of whatever yeah. area it's in. No, I agree. I like, I like that. Food's always tough. Food's like, just in general, just like what's good, what looks right. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's very easy to buy into the restaurants. Yep. I so. hear you. Here's three more questions for you. Perfect. Which park is in need of a brand new land or an upgrade? Now, this is something that we, you and I, have talked about just here or there. Just like yeah. what would be a cool idea to add here or there. So I was curious what some of the listeners would say, What you know, which park needs it. And what do you think was the most popular answer here? Probably Animal Kingdom. I don't think that's like in debate right now between any Disney fan that that park is like lacking yeah. anything. Like, well, you are correct. Okay. <laughs> majority, a, a great majority said Animal Kingdom. We got a couple Magic Kingdoms in there, one Epcot, uh, but a ton, a ton. Oh, even a Hollywood Studios, but a ton of Animal Kingdom was was mentioned. So, yes, everyone seems to be in consensus here. And, you know, as we were just talking a few minutes ago, too, about the water parks, it would be interesting if they did an uh, an expansion to the water parks and kind of added on a land there. Yeah, I would like to see Almost like a Moana yeah. interactive Ooh. area there. Love that! I'm always down for Moana, so I'll always agree. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think Animal Kingdom and stuff that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I think Animal Kingdom is like a unanimous thought. Um, I would never be against uh, a country. In, in Epcot, whether that's an expansion or um, just a new one. I do think, though, if they expand or add, like, you have to include a ride at this point. Like, there would be no – not. I mean, there would be a difference, but, like, if you just opened up more shops and another food location, like, it doesn't do anything for you, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that that's probably the hardest part for them to try and expand there. It's like, what do you even do? Like, what do you add? So That's a great point. And I think that that definitely plays a factor into it for sure. For sure. Um, the next one here, which transportation method is the most enjoyable to ride? Ooh, I like that one. Yeah, I was curious what people would say because – when you talk about transportation, there's so many different ways to get around Walt Disney World Resort, but you talk about some frustrations that you have with each of them, but I was curious what's the most enjoyable one to ride, not necessarily the fastest, not necessarily the most efficient, but most enjoyable, you know? So, yeah. Uh, the majority of these answers were the Skyliner, 
with Ooh. a couple monorail in there and one boat, which I thought that monorail would be there more, but with the new addition of the Skyliner, with the views and I guess this, the calming pace of it, that took the, the prize here for the most enjoyable transportation method. Would you agree? I'm actually team boat, I think. Ooh, I love a good I love a good boat ride, you know, just like it's very chill, it's very it's like not aggressive. Um you feel like a little bit of water splashing up potentially. Yeah. I don't know. I'm team boat, I think. Alright. Um, fairy boy here. I am a fairy boy. Um and after nine PM the bus because they start piping that monoxide in there and you fall asleep so <laughs> sleeping gas in there. that's sleeping gas they start <laughs> pumping funny. in at 9 30 funny as hell <laughs> 9 p.m the buses because they pump the sleeping gas in there. <laughs> i truly i don't think in my entire life i've been on a bus at night and not fallen asleep no at disney i mean because those yeah just- <laughs> not philly buses <laughs> not Philly buses. You do not want to fall asleep at night on a Philly bus. <laughs> Very different experiences. But uh, the Disney buses, yeah, dude. As we have said before, there's just something magical about coming home, back to your resort after a day in the parks, a long day in the parks, and you're just yeah. sitting there on the bus. And it doesn't matter how crowded or what position you're in, you are unconscious by the first turn out of that park. Seriously, you really, really are. But yeah, I'm Team Boat, I think. Skyliner is great. It is. It is smooth, but yeah, Team Boat. I'm Team Monorail. I have always Mm. said that I want Disney to incorporate more monorails, and they should have incorporated more monorails all across their parks into every area of their parks, Uh, not just the initial kind of Magic Kingdom loop there. And I understand that there's infrastructure challenges and also don't come – you know, please don't message us and be like, you know, oh, well, it's because they can't. It's all swampland. Because the water's, yeah, the, the land is wet. It's like, okay, I know. But it would still be <laughs> cool. You know, if they did it initially, just do it more, you know. <laughs> they figured out a way the first time. I don't want to. I don't like that, that excuse that it's like swampland. Like we have oil rigs in the middle of the ocean. It's been 50 years. Like oil rigs in in straight water. We have bridges in water. Like <laughs> we can put a monorail track in a little bit of swamp. In land. Orlando. <laughs> in Orlando, which is like land. So <laughs> Yeah. We know nothing, of course, about building it, but Absolutely nothing. we are going to die on that hill that there should be more monorails. <laughs> Seriously though. Uh, uh lastly, which resort has the best or coolest pool? And I wanted to say coolest Ooh. because that could, you know, fall into theming and, and overall look. Um, but best could also be the location of it, right? There, there could be a couple different factors here or, or what's nearby. But a uh, couple different cool pools throughout the Walt Disney World. But the beach club, the Yacht and Beach Club pool, won out. And after that, I again, it was not the first one that came to my mind. But when I looked it up again, that one is definitely awesome. Yeah. I like like on beach. I like wilderness lodges with like the stacked rocks and like geysers. Like I think that's a very cool cool yeah. touch. The babbling um, brook. The babbling brook. The shape of all star music 
being a, like a guitar. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Um, yeah, that's a sleeper pick. That's a low key, really cool one. Yeah. So, so yeah, again, I'm not, mentions. Yeah, tell our, me. Our listeners were the Riverside, Port Orleans Riverside Pool. Okay. The Polynesian Pool got a couple votes. Okay. But mainly the Beach Club ended up winning out on this poll. Yeah. Yeah, very. Pools are another thing that they excel in. Like yeah. that whole experience there. They do really good with those. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. They the, Again, the theming of it, the overall look of it. Um, the, the Disney one, the cool part about the Beach Club is that it has like sand. So it definitely has that. Yeah. You know, uh, what's the word? Immersive feel to it. Yeah. I, I agree there. But that is. Really cool. Thank you, everybody, for interacting with those uh, questions. That definitely helps. Everyone's answer. Yeah, I really, really enjoy hearing from, from our listeners. And I think we want to hear more from you. So if you're not already following, please be sure to follow us on A Dose of Magic Podcast on Instagram, um, where Ryan posts every day about the week's episode. Um, and here you see some questions he might be posting. I think we're due for a guest probably on the, the show pretty soon. I would love uh, that. So I think maybe keep your eye out on our Instagram for that because we're going to be looking for some people who want to come in and talk um, and just chat with us. So definitely be sure to take a look. Uh, We appreciate you, and we'll catch you next episode. Thanks, everyone.